Welcome back to another episode of Ambush Guys. Clinton Will here to talk you through the week of Destiny. Will, how are you going this week? I'm going very well, thanks. That's good. You are fresh off a store champ win, so you are obviously feeling really, really good. Yeah, like every week I just say I'm feeling really good, thanks. But um, yeah, this week even more so than usual. <laughs> well, congrats on your store champ's win. I know you are... Had a rough road to the top, only taking uh, one loss, I believe. Mm, two. Like, if you count the best of three loss to The Dom. best of three, yeah. That's yeah. All right. I take pride in being your only defeat in Swiss, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was rough. I was sitting there like, man, this guy, you know, podcast co-host, like, good friend of, uh, you know, almost a year, and just blew me out, just destroyed me. <laughs> Yeah, in like, I think what under five minutes. <laughs> it was it was a pretty fast game. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about it later. Um, but yeah, I think you you suffered to just basically a dead draw at the start of the game. Yeah, and was, I just capitalized on it. It was rough, <laughs> but a lot has happened outside of store champs this there week, has hasn't been. it? There has been. We've had um, UK Nats over the weekend. Mm. Um, which will be quickly followed up by uh, Nova this weekend. Uh, so, first impressions of the top 16 of UK Nats, Will? Um, incredibly diverse and really good for the game, on one hand. On the other hand, there are two characters that are really leading the charge, um, which I'm sure we can get stuck into. Yeah, I... I have, I think I'm of the opposite opinion of it being diverse. I think this meta has become really pigeonholed into two different types of decks, and one of those decks is a Yoda deck, and one of those decks is a Snoke deck, um, <laughs> with a few splatterings around it. Yeah, there's there's definitely more to it than that. He said, trying to convince himself. Um, I think if I had to say that the meta was pigeonholed at the moment, I'd say that the meta is pigeonholed into versatile, efficient decks. Versatile and efficient are the two keywords that are like defining every deck that is doing well at the moment. Mm. Except Kylo Price, maybe. That's not exactly versatile. Well, let's just quickly run through what... I'm sure everyone knows this already, but we'll quickly run through what was in the top 16. Um, one thing that needs to be corrected uh, was at the start of UK Nats, there was a rumour floating around that there were 52 three-wide mill decks, which made up about 50% of the uh, decks submitted there. Uh, turns out it was only about 25%. Um, which, to be fair, 25%... Uh, mill or facing a field of mill is pretty disgusting <laughs> yeah I um, I don't know I've always said that I'm happy that mill is doing well at the moment I think it deserves it after getting such an awful rap but when I heard that there was 52 out of around 100 I was like I'm going to need some counselling after this matter <laughs> like this is going to be a hard time to lead the community through the game. Uh, <laughs> like, it's it would have just been tough, um, but it was only twenty five. What do you make of that? Um, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I have like I'm I'm kind of on the fence about Mel at the moment. Like, I played two games again first mill over the weekend and one was i wouldn't say it was an overly convincing win like it did come down to like the last two or three cards in my hand but i managed to hit all his cards that he needed to really ramp his mill but then the other game of mill that i played against he managed to mill all my combo pieces and it and then Every time I'd get some damage on the board, second chance, force illusion. <laughs> so yeah. I I know it's very beatable, but it also is very 
luck dependent. I feel like it's one of those matchups that's 50-50 in either person's favor depending on what you draw and what you roll. <laughs> yeah, I think one way to describe it would be that while it on paper statistically is beatable, right? Um, and this isn't, you know, fact, this is just one turn of phrase I've heard. While it while it is beatable, it doesn't feel beatable when you lose to it. That's the three wide mill. Mm. Um, and I think that's probably pretty accurate in terms of sort of uh, design elements of the game and like what game designers want when they when they introduce a concept. They want something that is, you know, fun and interactive um, and, you know, that everyone wants to sort of have a go at and maybe they win, maybe they lose. They don't want to just introduce an automatic win condition or a 50% mm. win card mm. sort of thing. Um, so I can see that, you know, as they've said in the past, they don't want mill to be super prevalent. So maybe they'll push this away, um, because it does have that feeling of being unbeatable when you lose to it. But on paper, it's certainly not like as strong as it feels. If if there's one, if there's one thing I discovered over the weekend, if you don't have the advantage, probably going into round three, you are probably going to lose. Hmm, super interesting that you say that. So, I found that the game that I won, I was, I'd managed to kill one and a half characters, and there was just no way that they could come back from that, and that was going into round three. In my game against Dave in Swiss, going into round three, I had done one damage. And did you win that game? I won that game. You won that game? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so I, I went over the, um, and it was an indirect for the record. Um, I went you over, <laughs> it was an indirect. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, um, I went over the videos last night in preparation. Um, just some of the Twitch stream games. Um, and I was watching that game and I was like, man, this, this looked awful for me until this point. I remember looking up at the clock and I had, I think he'd milled me for 20 cards, so I had a few cards on the board and I had eight cards left in my deck or something. Um, and I was like, I've literally only done one damage. Um, and then I had a turn where I did 18, 19 damage in one turn. Uh, yeah, right. Okay. So I guess I was ahead on board state by yep. the top of board round three. Um, yeah. But it was interesting, like, just to see it so clearly not represented in damage in a game that I could go mm. back and, like, look at again. Mm. Well, I guess you probably had some uh, force waves out and probably yeah, a blaster force or something a lot of that guns. you could probably just yeah. uh, nail some damage into him for that single round. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting well let's talk about, we've gone we've sidetracked off uk naps already yeah but um so let's cut back to them we'll talk about store champs more um in, in the sec. next few minutes yeah so uk nats top 16 uh we had four three white mill two thousand commandos one luke ray hooray um one kylo price uh we had three um, Elite Snoke, Sienna, Sebulba, which was probably the new spicy deck to come out of Nats. Uh, we had one Snoke, Sienna, Afra, one Jabba Tarkin, one Snoke, Bazine, First Order Stormtrooper, uh, one Elite Yoda, Ezra, Rookie Pilot, and one Cad Bane, Snoke. So we have got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different decks to make the top sixteen. So yes, uh, you are correct in saying that the um, it was a very diverse top cut. Yeah, I think on paper at least it's pretty diverse. But we can go into those those archetypes of like, is this a deck that only works because? Snoke's in it, or is this a deck that only works because Yoda's in it, sort of thing. Well, let's have a look at those decks in the top 16. Um, now, 
if you could pick two characters that were going to be the most predominant characters in those top 16, what would you say they were? Yoda and Snoke. <laughs> yeah, you, get, you don't get any points for that. Sorry, Will. Um, so looking at the yourdestiny.dk article, the top 16, 83% of the hero decks had Yoda in them Poor. and 70% of the villain decks had Snoke in them. Wow. Yeah, it feels weird seeing it like represented in numbers. I always just think of it as like, oh, you know, around half the decks would have mm. Snoke or Yoda, mm. but way more than half. And then if we break that down again to like all 102 uh, decks within the UK Nats, 48% of the hero decks had Yoda in them and 37% of the villain decks had Snoke in them. Oh, okay, so a bit better over the 100, but that means that those mm. characters are converting to top cut more than other characters. Correct, yeah. So, yeah. the result uh, of the UK Nats, it was the Snoke, Sienna, Sebulba, V, the, um, what was it, Snoke, Bazine, the winner? Crystal Stormtrooper? I believe, yeah. and yeah. with the Snoke Festival Order Stormtrooper Bazine winning the UK Nats overall, and he was the only one of that uh, makeup to make the top 16. Yeah, and I so, think the, the key difference there is the five dice start. Yeah. A few pieces of the package are different, but yeah. the five dice start just gives you a whole lot more efficiency. Mm. Well, this is where Bazine can be quite versatile within this deck because your first action of the game is basically to roll out Bazine. Yeah. And then you're hoping to either hit that discard or you're hoping to hit that uh, resource side. Does Bazine have a disrupt side as well? I would imagine um, she does. I think she does. She's a terrible character, right? So they would have just yeah, whacked yeah. the disrupt side <laughs> yeah. on there. Yeah, exactly. So you would expect her to um, expect, depending on your matchup, to Snoke that to either discard them for four, I think it is, three or four. Uh, yep. um, no, it's just the one discard side on Bazine. Uh, or disrupt them if they're a vehicle deck, just destroying their resources, or you gain your own ramp by snoking Bazine, or if you get that special, that's three damage. You just whack three damage into yeah, just... whoever you haven't tapped yet. Yeah. So the deck is pretty, pretty versatile, and I think it's got a pretty positive matchup versus Mill as well, because it can just out-ramp, and then you get all those vehicles out, um, and you've got so much focus in the deck with Snoke and uh, Count Dooku's Solar Sailor that you don't even mm. need to re-roll to, um, to hit that damage. Yeah, I think if you look through the top 16... All the decks have prevalent focus. Mm. The only one that doesn't would be Luke Ray, and even that still has a focus. Um, mm. And I think that that is a really essential part of the meta at the moment, is not so much being able to combat mill by focusing um, to, you know, to avoid pitching for rerolls, but just to be able to be more efficient than your opponent. Mm. I think efficiency is the name of the game. Like, absolutely, at the moment. Mm. Well, how, how do we look at efficiency here? So efficiency, uh, you're either going to be able to, regardless of what you roll, you can turn your die to any side. Yeah, there's a or... fantastic article about um, how dice are the worst part of this game mm. from a or, few months ago. Or statistically speaking or probability i should say your dice have such a high percentage to hit the sides that you want focusing doesn't really matter so doesn't matter so much so yeah. so characters i would say that are in that boat would be luke 3 50 damage sides uh you've got that focus side which can come in handy as well um another character i've been looking at again recently is qui-gon if you look at him he's effectively Four damage sides, Four right? damage sides, yeah. Yeah. So, and then if you count his ability, that could be, uh, like, if he's elite, a third or fourth die 
depending if you've got double shadows on them or something like that. Yeah, definitely. So you're looking at so these characters that add consistency to your decks are why you've got Yoda and Snoke in the top, such a prevalent uh, part of the top cuts. Yeah, I think if if people have been playing Destiny for a while and they're just not seeing the sort of um, really consistent great results that you know these people are seeing at UK Nats just bite the bullet go buy some Yodas or some Snokes or like trade into your friends or whatever um because those characters at the moment are yeah defining the meta through through focus uh through their abilities and through their aggressively low costing Mm. yeah I think just play them and you'll find a way to make your deck work Yeah, look, well, congratulations to the winner. Uh, I believe on Discord he goes by Stealth Moose. Uh, I can't see his actual name here, but obviously he had to battle it out um, to to win that top spot. Um, obviously against a very heavy mill field, um, and it looks like there was quite a heavy sort of three-wide field in general um, with only three, no, four, two wide decks making the top cut um i don't know just as a side point the first game that was on stream was actually this luke ray deck and man that thing just shredded (laughs) yeah it just hits like a truck right yeah it just absolutely shredded and he was playing one of the sebulba decks first round and he just absolutely tore it up i actually think it was one of the guys from the destiny council uh not destiny council your destiny team yeah that played it but i was looking at that and before the store champs i was watching that and i almost audible to luke ray <laughs> yeah the, the night before because he was just tearing it up with this luke ray deck like it was it was very very strong man it is so interesting that their list does not run my ally just looking at it now My Ally as the Force is a fantastic card with Luke, I think. Um, but more on that in a minute. Um, yeah, I agree that yeah, three wide is pretty powerful, and yeah, we're definitely seeing a rise of that in the meta at the moment. So I... cards like Force Wave, um, any card that can spread damage across multiple characters like Rocket Launcher and stuff going up in value. Well, see, Rocket Launcher should be really good at the moment with all the support-based decks. You heard it here first, guys. Run Rocket Launcher. Because um, it's got that special that just blows just up blows the support. blows it up, yeah. Um, I, I like, genuinely didn't even remember that when I mentioned it. I well, played Rocket Launcher for like six ma- months. It didn't matter when Rocket Launcher was in the meta because um, there were no support decks. <laughs> there wasn't anything, <laughs> yeah. Um, you were yep. just doing that for, what was it? two damage to two characters yeah i think it's two to two if I remember yeah correctly i think so for for one so um yoda and rocket launcher you heard it here first yeah it's just like a mini force wave yeah yeah so that could that could be an interesting piece of tech if you're wanting to be versatile between direct and spread damage or take out take out like in a snoke deck you might be um tempted to take out that planetary bombardment with it but then you might also be tempted to take out the count Dooku solar sailor just to drop the consistency on the deck yeah 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 all right well let's um move on to store champs and talk about that for about 10 minutes um so mm-hmm. will you took out the number one spot um with your girlfriend maddie taking out the number two spot with yeah. luke ray uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about your road to victory there? Um, yeah, so I... Obviously, I, I play at Bondi every week. I love the store. I love playing there. Um, and last year, I actually won the Bondi Store Champs as well. And then all year, I thought about it. And I thought, I'm going to play Yoda Cassian and win. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, um, I joke, but it was actually something that was on my mind a bit going into the store champ um, in the way that I very much adjusted my expectations. I was like, look, I, um, I won last year. I don't have anything to prove. I am not so worried about doing well. I'm just going to go to the same store that I go to every week. I'm going to have fun with all my buddies and I'm going to, you know, give it, give it a red hot crack with a deck that has no mill protection and isn't the mill deck. And like, my opinion is firmly unchanged that the three wide mill deck is the best deck in the game at the moment, even after it got chumped out of UK Nats. And I think adjusting my expectations was the best thing for me on the day because I just went and played and played hard and won a bunch of games. Well, it's interesting because we were talking, like, obviously our our um, little team there, we were talking about what to take for uh, Bondi Store Champs, and I was choosing between about four or five decks. And you were, like, 70% sure you are going to take Yoda Cassian, but you were just like, it just gets blown out by, by the aggro deck sometimes. And so you weren't sure about taking it for that exact reason and i know that i didn't want to take yoda cassian for that exact reason two weeks earlier to town hall what do you think of that still like is that still your opinion or yeah i'm still i still think the biggest weakness of the deck is to mill i think it's it's second biggest weakness is to also good aggro but, you know, in theory, like, it's the sort of thing where on paper it should be able to stabilize against aggro. Mm-hmm. It's 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 designed to, it's built to, that's, you know, that's why you run blue-yellow hero. But I just don't see that represented in my games. Like, yeah. I, like, and that's the thing, um, in terms of practice games, I played, uh, I think before the store champs, I was up to 45 reps on the deck. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not very many in the grand scheme of testing, but I think it's probably a lot for our local scene. Yep. Um, and yeah, I think like over 45 games, I think I won like probably 50% of my aggro matchups, which mm-hmm. was way less than any other matchup. Mm. Um, except Mill, which was like an 100% loss rate. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, I think aggro is really tough on Yoda Cassian as well, but I think it's still weakest to Mill. So we did uh, we did four rounds with a cut to top four. Do you want to just walk us through quickly the matchups that you had? Yes. Uh, first round I got the bye. It was sick. I won. Um <laughs> Second round, I played against Dave. Um, you know, same Dave we talk about every week. He's Shout really out good. To Dave. We just make fun of him. Yeah. Um, Took Mill twice tw- to two store champs. And did really well twice. And did really well more. twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my game against Dave, he um, plays the pod racer action one. Um, and I sort of sat there and I was like, all right, pod races down. He hasn't activated it. He hasn't done anything else. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to take my turn. And I like, didn't play the wave turn one. Cause I didn't have it. And he was like, oh, you were sitting there thinking about the wave and now you're, you're not even playing the wave. And I was like, oh, I was just trying to let you take your ambush. At which point I promptly forgot to take my X8 Night Sniper, Night Sniper ambush. Oh, okay. <laughs> so right. we like traded forgetting ambushes. That was fun. Um, and yeah, we talked about this game a little bit earlier, but I just didn't do any damage for the first two turns. I just mm. committed to getting my pieces down on the board and setting up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got the night sniper down turn one then i got the hidden blaster down at the end of round one so i gained some resources over the turn and then played another one um and then round two i got the wave down which got removed and i got i think a goggles as well um goggles is a fantastic piece 
uh, what mm. we were talking about before, focus, efficiency, goggles mm. should be in your yellow hero decks mm. probably. Um, yeah, definitely put in a lot of work for me over the store champs. Yeah, especially if you're like if you are running cards like all in and impulsive, then yeah, you, you should have that card in your mm. deck. Um, if you're not, if you're running vehicles and you've got all low health characters, maybe not, but it's still a very very good card. And then round three, I just blew him up. Um, round three, I played friends. Um, he had, he did have an into the garbage shoot and an easy pickings and I took the easy pickings and then I forgot about the into the garbage shoot later and I kicked myself, but, um, I still got like, I think 10 plus damage down that turn. And then the following turn I did the same thing and just blew him out to like, I think it was just Cassian left on eight health and two second chances, which I just focused my way through because I had, I think I had like five cards left in my deck in hand and he was just doing sort of like one at a time. Mm. Um, Yeah. So that game was a sort of scary first 20 minutes and then an explosive last 15. Um, And yeah, shout out to Dave making a fantastic play in the last round of the game to flames of the past. My Maz's goggles (laughs) for his own Maz's goggles. Like I only Uh, run one in my deck and he played it and I was like, you can't do that. And then I was like, oh, no. Yeah, I, I had a, I had a, you can't do that m- moment to Maddie. And then she went, ancient lightsaber in my discard pile. I'm like, yeah. Ah. <laughs> she told me about that. I was like, yes, go, you yep. good thing. Yeah. That's all right. I got, I got my sweet, sweet revenge. Yeah. Um, round three so round one by round two dave round three oh you remember this one clint this was against you <laughs> yes it was yeah um so i drew not the best cards in my deck um but it was also like just testament to how like how badly you can do sort of you know under pressure and stuff like i just i missed a few things i made some mistakes um I sort of sat on removal pieces that weren't going to work for me. Uh, And like you did, you got pretty good rolls and played well as well. Like getting the four speed and the ancient turn one is just, Mm. that's just what you want in that deck. And there wasn't much I could do about it from there. Yeah. You did what three or four damage round one and then blew out into like 12, nine or 12. Yeah. I think I managed to, I managed to pull out a concentrate play round two. Yeah, I think it was concentrate. Yeah, just to, just to um, seal the deal. Cassian off the yeah. board. Yeah, something I noticed about the deck um, throughout the day was that I did go a little hard in on Cassian living, and if Cassian got taken out, that was a super big hit for mm. the deck. I didn't write that in my write-up online, but mm. I'll post my write-up with the episode and people can see it if they haven't already um Mm -hmm. but even with all the focus and all the survivability yoda with three guns is just not very scary Mm. uh very like he's just i i think what you would say is he's very fair right like he's he has a lot of potential but it's all mitigatable it's all Mm. at regular speed like Mm. yeah See, I was working on a Luke Yoda deck, which focused on like just basically force wave, um, and just ramping into like double Shodos or a Shodo and ancient, ancient on Luke, so he builds into a tank, and then Yoda's just there, just giving him shields, making money where you need it, um, focusing like force waves to specials. But if you can get that set up, your ramp set up properly and Luke goes down like early round three, Yoda's just not going to do anything. Like you might as well scoop that game because you're not going to win it. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the problem I've always had with Yoda in a two wide deck. Um, as soon as that your main character goes down, Yoda's not closing out that game or he is, but, but you have to have, really have advanced your board state or nuked some characters off the board first like traded a character and maybe killed the other character to half health to be able to have an advantage in that game yeah definitely um 
yeah, I always struggle to close with Yoda. Hmm. Well, yeah, I yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely expected most people to go for Yoda first, um, and the games where people went after Cassian first were the hardest. Mm. Um, round four, I played against Jackson. Shout out to Jackson, one of my um, sort of all-time favorite players to play against, not because I win a lot, but because I always seem to walk away with a better understanding of the game when I play against him um I still have nightmares about like sitting on the floor at good games playing after like three weeks after learning the game or something and he just introduced me to the card close quarters assault and (laughs) it was just an awful time yep um but it's one of my favorite memories memories of destiny because it was just like fantastic and I just walked away and I was like cool I'm gonna play close quarters assault in every deck that I can Mm. For yep. the rest of my time playing this yep. game um, Because he just like showed me The ways of the force um, But in our Game He was playing uh, Sienna Afra, And Guavian Enforcer so red yellow Droids and vehicles yep. Now uh, This matchup went Pretty much how you would expect uh, I got a round two hyperspace off which was fantastic Mm -hmm. he successfully mitigated my force wave almost every time i rolled it in which was also fantastic for him um but apart from that it was just a heavy race to the bottom and i had Mm. realistically no business winning this game because he got me down to two health on my character's total right and he had bt and triple zero on the board right so he if he had gone first in the last round he would have won the game and i can't remember how we got to that last round but maybe um maybe if there had been an opportunity for him to sacrifice a little bit of security for a claim then he could have done that, but I think that would have let me get the final damage that I needed to win because he was only on, um, he was only on two health as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the last round, I sort of I had my first action. I had the quick draw and the hidden blaster in hand. Uh, so without even thinking about win conditions or like him just activating BT for two indirect, I just quick draw hidden blaster rolled out Yoda and I missed. And because I missed. I sort of took a breath and was like, okay, well, I can't roll damage here. I can't do non-mitigatable damage, so I guess I just roll Cassian. And then if I had rolled Cassian, I would have lost the game, like just just then and there. But I sort of, you know, I was hesitant, um, and then I, I sort of realized just like, just at the very last second i was like i'll take shields and just like took two shields off like a yoda dice and a like a force speed that had rolled a shield and he was like oh damn (laughs) (laughs) and i was like yeah ah sorry man (laughs) like and he could tell he could tell that i just hadn't seen it and i was Mm. like oh no like that's gonna be crushing um and then he rolled out missed damage and i re-rolled and just did a bunch yeah, of so it was pretty close pretty close in the it was so close um <clears throat> it was a fantastic game um and you know obviously that was the game that got me into the top cut so mm-hmm. i'm glad i won it no regrets but um yeah shout out to jackson for being a great opponent and not being salty about me just saving myself by the skin of my teeth <laughs> um yeah it was crazy it's a crazy game um sienna Afro Guavian is really good too. Mm-hmm. Like just having the consistency of getting the Guavian for that little bit of extra resources and stuff. Um, the ability is always nice as well. Yeah. Um, and then I guess I'll talk about the cut briefly. There's really only three games to talk about in the cut because the finals against Maddie are like we, you know, we considered not even playing it out. Um, but we decided, you know, there was a stream, we'll just play it. And I 
unfortunately for Maddie, just God rolled her mm. in. I God drew, God rolled, and like we've played the matchup a lot. Um, and I think it's actually probably in Luke Ray's favor. Okay. But I just, my dice were rolling hot and yeah, yeah there was just nothing, nothing she could do really. Uh, so those were super uninteresting games. Um, yep. and it didn't really matter to us at that point who won or who lost. We just were happy that we'd taken out the top two spots, but my games against Dom were, crazy interesting yeah i will i will try and be quick because we have you know as always gone recklessly over time but game one against dom i got the force wave down um turn one action one and that was good um and then i just sort of rushed him down as quickly as i could uh and at around the 10 or 20 minute mark, I killed Yoda and Anakin in one action. And he did a deck count, did a sort of stock take of what he had on the board. And I think he had Cassian with a Force Meditation and a Pod Racer down. And he just said, cool, let's go to game two. And I was like, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, game two was interesting i didn't get much damage round one so rather than focusing into damage that would have been removed i just decided to mill his hand mill his deck and do a bit of milling now i think this is a fantastic strategy with the deck um to just mill a bit if you're not going to get because like two damage on round one is not maybe so important um in the grand scheme of this deck but two cards from the deck is still a 15th of the deck at any mm. point. Um, and I hit like an entangle and an illusion or something. So I was like, that was great returns. And I think the, the goodness of the two cards that I hit led me to sort of stick with my mill plan just a little bit too long. Um, mm-hmm. and I just ended up not having enough damage to close out the game, yeah. which was unfortunate. I just didn't switch back to damage quick enough. Um, and then in my third game, I went full ball, 50% mill, 50% damage and ended up on the last round being able to mill one extra card from his deck, which meant that he couldn't use a force illusion against a three damage side. Yep. Um, or it might've been the second last round actually. And then when we went into the last round, he just had two cards in hand, no options, and Yoda on four health. So I think he had to hyperspace and then he had one card in hand and mm. I just rolled out again and just blew him up. Yeah. It was those, uh, I think we were all the, the ones of us that were left there watching that game on the small screen and then trying to, then we, the last couple of rounds we were hovered around the, the main table there. I think we were almost in disbelief that you're actually winning that game. <laughs> Because uh, yeah. we, we were like, oh, Dom's Dom. Because in that third game, Dom was a, actually had the advanced board board state. Like it was actually looking really bad for you. Oh yeah, in I that, was there. in that third oh. game. <laughs> yeah, and we, we were actually really surprised when you pulled that one out. Um, not due to you know lack of player skill or anything like that it was just one of those things that such a huge comeback we didn't think that you were going to recover from that um board state yeah it was it was definitely tough um i think the 50 percent mill 50 percent damage strategy worked really well for me because i saw so many removal pieces and i saw i think i saw both second chances um yep. I, like i could go back and watch it but i didn't uh, I didn't watch the whole game last night. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw both second chances, second chances, which meant, yeah, I just knew how much damage I had to do. Um, and I sort of just, you know, obviously I'm the type of guy that sort of always prepares to lose out of nowhere. Like I, I'm, I'm never trying to have tickets on myself and be like, mm. I've just won this game. There's no, mm. there's no card that can blow me out now. Mm. But going into those last two rounds, like when he played the hyperspace, I was like, okay, if he's played a hyperspace, he's got nothing else. 
So mm. I can just roll here and absolutely terrible rolls for both, like forgiving that, then I think I've got it. And mm. sort of rolled out, hit the damage, GG. Oh. Well, congrats on your uh, store champs win back to back from Bondi last year and Bondi this year. Uh, no you worries. Gotta, you got to make it three years in a row now, uh, next year. No if pressure. If the game's still alive, I guess I've got to give it a go, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's got to be Yoda something. Yeah. Yoda yellow. It might actually be Cassian something as well. Mm. He is really fantastic. So, um, in that particular store champs, I did top four at uh, Bondi, eventually just getting blown out by Maddie in games two and three of the top four. Um, and it almost was a blowout in game one as well. Um, none of my games were notably super interesting. Um, I was on Obi Mars and, you know, sometimes Obi just does, yeah, uh, you know, what the deck's built to do. It's built to get in, do some damage and jump out. Um, and you can kind of do that without... Uh, regardless of what you roll, if you've got Mars's goggles or concentrate in hand. Um, but coming back to that point where you said, like, my ally is the force is such a strong card. Mm. Um, both myself and Maddie learnt the power of my ally is the force in game one of the top four cards. <laughs> where, uh, so round one was basically Maddie somehow, well, it's not that hard to do with Luke Ray, to be fair. Uh, smashed Mars in the face for like 8 damage and laid a couple into Obi. So she managed to do 10 damage round 1, killing Mars, leaving me with Obi left for the rest of the game. I was like, man, there is no way I'm coming back from this. <laughs> like, I've lost all my consistency round 1. <laughs> um, like, if I could have gotten Mars to survive to round 2, that would have been great. At least I would have gotten some d consistent damage off. Anyway go into round two i'm like oh, okay and i think i managed to put i think i still only had an ancient i had a force speed so i was like okay well let's just roll out obi and i just rolled absolute junk i'm like oh man it, it didn't really matter because i had the the concentrate in hand no i didn't have the concentrate mm -hmm. in hand i drew into i had a my ally as the force from round one and i drew into a second my ally as the force so I rolled out Obi, rolled Trash, <clears throat> rolled the Force Speed Special. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have to like throw a Hail Mary here, um, hoping I can at least get about nine damage off, six to nine damage, uh, sorry, the three to six damage off, re-rolled on the Force Speed, got base three on Obi, base three on Obi, the plus three on the Ancient, Jesus. four resources in hand, and two my allies, the Forces. Jesus. So I managed to myalize the force of three, myalize the force of three, then punch her for nine, her Luke for nine, for like 15 damage through three shields. Christ. Which completely turned, which completely turned the tide of the game. Uh, and I managed, I think I got a Vibro knife in the next round and just managed to like chip through chip through rage right underneath rage shields and force illusions and i think the game was over by round four yeah for that one but then like the following two games like she had pretty good starts um and just was able to out ramp me and just it was we knew going into this game that it was just going to be who can smash the other person in the face the fastest yeah uh, and with her more consistent die, she managed to smash me in the face faster. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, um, yeah, I think my ally is the force is probably up there as like one of my favorite cards, mm. probably in my top, like top 20 favorite cards of the game. Mm. Um, which the more and more I think about it is actually a very cohesive list of like cards I have won games with in the past, mm. but with Luke 2, like, I think people sort of... Oh, Luke 3, sorry. Um, I think people underestimate the consistency of the card. Mm. Like, I noticed in our practice games that Maddie just wasn't playing a second weapon on turn 2. 
like she'd play her or a th- or maybe a third weapon depending on the ramp mm. right but like she'd play her ancient on luke turn one or whatever she'd roll out she'd do some damage she'd do damage with ray and then you know she'd get like three or four damage down round one maybe five right and this mm. is playing against blue yellow hero like mm. arguably the best removal suite in the game and she'd still mm. get that much damage and i'd like okay mm. cool life sucks and then round two she would never play a second weapon on luke she would just roll luke with the ancient and hope to get like the two and the plus three or the two and the one or yeah. the like two two one and then just play my ally and just blow out a character and then like yeah you lose you lose um efficiency playing my ally so early mm. but it's so consistently able to turn five damage into seven because yeah. luke's base sides don't have a cost mm. right like there's no or, and like they're so consistent base sides mm-hmm. as well like you're so likely to get the two that you can resolve for four or like the essentially plus two i think it really just changes the way that card works in the luke three deck like it becomes so much more like early early returns if that makes sense see i i don't know like i'm on the fence about my allies the force like being played on a die that's any less than three yeah (laughs) i i just feel paying one for one damage is really really bad unless it sort of guarantees you a kill and even then it kind of slows you down like like the final game that maddie and i played she actually killed me off of my allies the force on a 2x off a uh, dagger of mortis yeah uh which i didn't expect i didn't i didn't actually see any of her my allies the forces so i didn't expect for that to kill me <laughs> um w- which is fine um because personally i'd never i'd go miles the force playing it on a two it just feels bad <laughs> It feels bad because we're used to playing it on things like the Luke 3s and the Obi 3s. Mm. Um, but I think the fact that it's, there's no, like it's always at instant speed, like it's always non-mitigatable. Mm. Yeah. So I think the, the adding two to whatever damage you're doing if you like if you play it with that in mind and just being yep. like look i'm paying two resources i'll slow myself down a little bit but i'll mm. definitely get a kill like if you only play it in those circumstances then i think it's still really good mm. all right well let's um move on um we're probably pretty much out of time as per usual uh are you going to store champs this weekend uh, I want to. It'll just depend on how Maddie does after her surgery. Okay. If she's still recovering. Yep. All right. Um, and if you do go, what do you think you'll play? I think I'll play maybe Hero Red Yellow. Red Yellow? Maybe. Cassian, Cassian, <laughs> Cassian Poe. Po? <laughs> that sounds maybe. good. Maybe. Um, I might play Snoke Vehicles or something, but realistically, I'm just going to go and have some fun, you know? Um, I Sounds think good. And if I can find a way to flip, to fit Planetary Uprising in a deck, I will. Yeah. That's one of my favorite cards. Um, and any thoughts about Epping next weekend? Um, it'll be nice to play Almo again. I haven't seen that guy in months. <laughs> he was at um, Town Hall yeah i wasn't sadly um which he took snoke thrawn and then he died to jackson's talzin dj deck which he wasn't expecting and i think that thrawn deck dies to mill as well doesn't it uh yeah if you get all your big vehicles milled you Mm. can't really do anything Mm. uh all right predictions for nova this weekend um i hope that mill will do really well because i think it is better than snoke vehicles but you know snoke vehicles will probably do really well because everyone will be playing it because they'll want to swap off mill because they'll feel dirty for no reason right yeah i I would (laughs) say i would say it'll probably be snoke vehicles as well snoke Um, x i think there's i think there is a deck out there that will be good to combat mill and vehicles um something heavy shield and that can use the shields offensively 
Um, but it's, I don't know if people can be bothered trying to find it at the moment, whether it's worth trying to find an answer to the meta, um, because, you know, this is probably the last main big event before, no, there's a few more Nats coming up, I think, so I think we've still got a few more competitive things to, um, to look at before the, before November. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I think... I think it'll probably be either Snoke Vehicles or Mill. Uh, my guess would be that Snoke Vehicles will probably edge it out. Yeah, I think you're probably right. As much as I don't want you to be, I think you're probably right. Um, um, and one final uh, quick shot is uh, Snoke, Yoda. Are they going to get a nerf after Nova? Um, I don't think so does that mean that it won't happen no um does that mean i think it's not deserved no but i don't think it'll happen i think my prediction is snoke and yoda will not be nerfed until uh rotation do i think that yeah (laughs) do i think that they need a nerf yes i think they have established themselves as really really good um and you know the game could you know in a few months they could probably just be bumped a point and new stuff could be found Mm. one final thing i do think any nerf would immediately kill both of them so like i'm saying i think they should get nerfed in a few Mm. months but i do not think that either of them will be playable after a nerf Mm. there you go that's my hot take we're not we're not so ever since Ayla got the nerf we're not really seeing a lot of Ayla because Yoda's just a million times more efficient than her for the price point yeah yeah she's just insanely good um I mean he yeah I there's a discussion on Facebook at the moment where someone's done a picture of both Snoke and Yoda holding nerf balls and bats and obviously as Facebookers, there are people that are going, Yoda needs a nerf, Snoke doesn't. Snoke needs a nerf, Yoda doesn't. They both need nerfs or they don't need nerfs. So it's very, very, very divided. Um, I think you can't nerf one without nerfing the other. I think we said this last week. Um, does it make them unplayable? I think you're, I think you're probably right. <laughs> Because why would you put in a 14-point Yoda into something when you really, at that price point, you really need them to be doing damage? Yeah. Um, They are no longer a support character if they're more than 13 points, right? Like, 13 points is already the highest support character. Mm. Um, And I think... I think they drop the ball with Snoke. (laughs) I... I think they should have made him 11-14 to begin with anyway. And he would still be played equally as much. Mm. Yeah, that's that's quite, quite possible. Because a lot of decks only run... Well, not a lot, but some decks only run one Snoke dice and that's entirely, pos- like, that's entirely mm. viable. Yeah. Because a lot of the power comes from his ability and you don't yeah. really want to run him elite if you're going for his ability yeah. anyway because you want to chuck in as many character dice as possible. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm of the opinion that Snoke's worse than Yoda. Sure. Um, but at the same time, I also agree that they probably both need to be touched or they need to look at rebalancing other characters back down like Ayla back to 912 or something like that to help open up the, the design space again yeah just while we're on i think that's i think that's correct and while we're on point costing i was looking at some alternate art yesterday um just like destiny bling and i looked at the general grievous alternate arts which of course, because they're sorted alphabetically. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Both of the General Grievouses were sort of next to each other. Mm. And it just made me think that they printed the new General Grievous and they were like, oh, we'll print a character with really good character dice. We'll give him, um, in a competitive setting, no ability, um, no power action. 
and then um you know we'll print him in that awful color that no one plays because mm. uh, it's the only color that makes sense for him um, and then they were like, how many points should we cost him? And they looked at the old Grievous and they were like, oh, well, we don't want anyone to think that new Grievous is strictly better than the old Grievous. So we'll just print him at the same points cost plus two. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, that's probably it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's terrible because new Grievous could see so much play, um, and be so interesting, but he's just unplayable at 20. I, I like, and this comes back to the age old question, like, if they took Phasma 2, what did Phasma 2 get? Plus 1 or plus 2? Plus um, 1. I think she, she got plus 1. 9, 12 to... Oh, no, no 10, she, 13 she... to 11, 14. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I mean, does that make sense? If Phasma they unnerfed her, would she be good? <laughs> um, I think she'd still be good. I don't think she'd be broken. Um, obviously, I'm wrong, though. Someone will find a way and be like oh no it'd be broken if you did this um, it'd be interesting if at the start of each new block they unnerfed all the characters that nerfed for infinite no 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 no. just for that next block of standard to oh, see right like if, if let's say yoda and snoke both get bumped at the moment right mm. and then when awakenings rotates they unbump them because maybe it was the stuff that was in Awakenings that was making them super yeah. broken. Yeah, or I Or even, like, you're looking at Phasma and Ayla and just removing their point costs, back, like, pu- pushing their point costs back down to see if that breaks anything. Again, obviously, they'd have to do some playtesting around it. Yeah. But surely there must be something to be said for that, like, removing their balance for a reason because of certain combinations... You know, if you get rid of those combinations because of rotation, they're not they're not oppressive or overpowered anymore. They're no longer broken. Yeah, like Ayla. See, see, like, broken down record again. Ayla's point cost was very aggressive. Yeah, but I didn't think she was overpowered. Hmm. I think she was overpowered at the time. But, like, realistically, they nerfed her, like, what, a month before the new set came out? Or not even that, like, two weeks before the new set came out? Yeah. Maybe just wait. Maybe just see yeah. if anyone's still playing her. But then I think everyone would have been playing Cassian Ayla BTL, right? Yeah. That was, um, that, I, I mean, I don't think that would have ripped through the meta, but it would would have been top tier. But I don't fun. think it would have won everything. Because, again, it suffers, it suffers from that problem that Yoda Cassian does where it's pretty... Yeah, pretty sticky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another interesting thing, just one extra going recklessly over time before we wrap up, is I think it is really interesting that we haven't seen any negative point nerfs, if that makes sense. We haven't seen any buffs. No one's gone, oh, Mon Mothma is terrible right now. Let's just bump her down to like 9, 12 and see if she gets any better. I don't think they'll do that. Yeah, I just I, I I honestly I want them to, but I don't think they will. No, <laughs> is it just because like just soundboarding out loud? Is it just because like they are happy with the pace of the game and they don't want anything to make it stronger than it is? I think it's just in fear of breaking it. Like yeah. if you look at Grievous, what is he eighteen twenty? No, yeah, fifteen 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 twenty. So if you dropped him down to 18 and you could put him with Elite Towson, yeah, and you just get... I mean, you can do that with Dooku anyway. Like, Dooku's arguably better than Grievous anyway. Yeah, and he's in a better colour. Like... <laughs> yeah. He does um, have that pay, for, pay three for one side. Yeah, but like, make him 19 and see what happens. I don't know. I don't know who you'd put, I just want put to play him with Grievous, that 19. I'm not, I'm not Paul, and I want to play Grievous. <laughs> like, life's tough. All right, we've gone severely over time. As um, usual. Yep. Uh, all right, we will catch you uh, on the next episode, Will. Uh, and if I see you before then, I'll see you before then. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, and we will 
uh, record a new episode next week with hopefully some store champs results, some Nova results, and we'll really see what's broken. Yeah. All right. See you later, everybody. See ya.